You know, like the, the music is exactly where we're at right now, what we're passionate about and every single song that we're not, we're not allowing ourselves to put filler songs just because the song is cool. That's one of my biggest complaints with music in general is it's pretty easy to make a good song. It really yeah, is. Once you've been nowadays. doing music for, yeah, especially nowadays, you know, once you've been doing music for a while, you can put together a song that people want to listen to, but the songs that last are the right songs, like the songs that are, are passionate and they're honest, they come from like a real place and, and you're not BSing yourself, like yeah. trying to pull something off that you're not capable of pulling off. And I think that we at least tried really hard to do that on our record. Welcome to the Behind the Rise podcast. I'm the host, Nate Terrio. I'm here with a very special, oh, two very special guests of the amazing up and coming local band, well, barely local anymore, but Roseburg. So I'm really happy to have you guys here. What's up, Nate? How's What's it going, up, guys? Good. Good. <laughs> but just announce your name so people yeah, who's I'm speaking Zach. here. Yeah, get familiar with my voice. <laughs> I'm the. I'm the singer for Roseburg, and uh, to my right is... I'm Keith. I play drums in Roseburg. You will very rarely ever hear my voice, and that's okay. This is a big, this is a big opportunity. We, we got Keith in. We pulled the... We pulled <laughs> He's usually not allowed on air. No. Right? <laughs> We're giving Keith a mic. Bad call. Oh, uh, cool. Well, I'm, I'm really glad to have you guys here. You guys have a lot going on, so appreciate you coming by. Yeah, dude. Thanks for inviting us. I was actually really stoked. I was telling... Uh, Sorry to ruin your intro if this ruins your intro. Uh, I was telling somebody the other day that we haven't played a lot of shows in Utah really ever since we've been a band for about a year and kind of weren't planning on playing a ton more shows this year because we're really trying to focus on, you know, staying, you know, more, not as Making it really special. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, making it, and every time we play a show, we want it to be like something people get really excited about and they, you know, they get to hear new songs and whatnot. But when you emailed me, I was stoked because like you were like, "Hey, I want like I want you guys here." First of all, that yeah, feels yeah. kind of good. Like I want you guys to play here. I've heard your music, and you were like, "And I'm gonna promote this event, and this is how, and whatever, whatever." And yeah. I was like, "All right, this guy rules." So <laughs> I appreciate it. And so we were like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah, so, man, I'm really thanks excited. for thanks for reaching. Yeah, out so spoiler alert: Roseburg is coming to the Rise. Oh in shoot, Oro. was I not? We're here to? at the venue. We're in the <laughs> studio right now at the Rise. They will be here. August 10th. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you'll be hearing about that really soon. Probably yeah. when this airs. Maybe we probably already announced it, actually. I haven't. That, I haven't yeah. said it. <laughs> we've sort of, we've, we've hinted to people, but this might be the first you've heard. We'll see when this airs. Yeah, we'll see. Cool. Well, yeah, we're really excited to have them. It's going to be a great show with Rubies, yeah. Indigo Our Waves. Friends, the Rubies and Indigo Waves. Great, two, great bands. Our two best friends in this yeah, state. Man. Best friend so, bands. All-star lineup. Awesome. Mainly because of the rubies. rubies. Yeah, they're yeah. amazing. We pulled the rubies. I think they played here one time. I oh, wasn't really? here though, so I don't. I wasn't like working they're here great yet. Band. They seem great though. They they blow me away. Just like young, like young girls, yeah, way better than, than I was when I was that. Yeah, age. <laughs> I was like, I'm embarrassed to show anything from that age. Yeah, we played with them. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I buried that in the internet and deleted it. Yeah, and no, that's all gone. <laughs> and they're just like making crazy music. All the private videos, <laughs> yeah. just like line of private videos on YouTube. You know, I, I remember uh, we had them come up to play the basement in Rexburg with us, 
and uh, that was their first ever show out of state, and they played, and me and Keith looked at each other, we're like, no way, I dude, don't, no way. They hadn't released anything yet either. I don't think and they had. We we didn't really know anything about them. They happened to record at the studio that we recorded at, and so we, oh, really? we got a, we had a reference Did from the Did you meet him at the studio then, or just like? I had never met no, him. No, just from Scott. Well, yeah, just from Scott our audio us, engineer yeah. was like, hey, these guys are rad. Cool. And we were like, hey, let's have them on a show. And they blew us away. The show was so fun. Their energy's great. This whole podcast is going to be at the Rubies. Yeah. Promo. <laughs> it is Rubies promo. That's all it is. And Indigo Waves, um, who we've played a couple shows with. Super talented. So, really, yeah. really good friends of ours. Yeah. Cool. Just good guys. Awesome. Well, that kind of goes into my next subject. It was, uh, I was just, I'm an audio engineer, so I'm like really interested on how you guys recorded the new songs especially mm-hmm. like where and when so you recorded all at June Audio correct? yeah that's correct we, how was that experience? seems like it June's the best we love we good. love June Audio Scott Wiley is a genius he's one of those guys who he's fairly soft spoken about his work and every once in a while he'll let slip work that he's done that like blows my mind <laughs> you it's didn't like, know he'd done it <laughs> I, I, stuff I've been listening to for forever and was like oh wait Scott mixed that album or things like that and so it's really cool, cool to be able to work with guys of that caliber the other day he just let slip that he mixed Bad Day by Daniel Powder we're like oh okay <laughs> like oh right. cool. like stuff, <laughs> stuff like that would just fall out of his mouth every once in a while You're like what like, <laughs> yeah Very so cool. uh, kind of the process of of our kind of our Roseburg system of recording music is it starts at my home studio okay um and we run logic and I love logic yeah that's just kind of been a recent thing just to get the ideas out there I for a long time I almost refused to demo stuff because I'm too much of a perfectionist with tones and stuff yeah, yeah. and when I finally allowed myself to be like hey this is a demo this doesn't have to sound perfect it's kind of become a writing mechanism yeah yeah especially for a lot of the time, um, me and Keith will get together, you know, as him being the drummer, and that's how a lot of the ideas will start. You know, our band will like jam something out or whatever, and they'll start as voice memos, kind of this memos to demos to remember it process. And go back and yeah, and uh, so I, I really use Logic as a writing tool. Yeah, and then you know we'll we'll take it to June, and we always you know track live drums first. We've started actually using a lot of the stuff that we record yeah, I was gonna on the demos, but just as we've gotten It's like some of the better ta- guitar takes yeah, or vocal takes. Our demos takes. have started to sound better, so we've been able to actually use some of yeah, it, which is cool. Yeah, which feels good, because I think that every artist needs to get to that point where they come into a session and the audio engineer's there to be a tool for the artist to get. To make take the best right, of what you instead have. Of, instead of the audio engineer being yeah, the, that's always been artist, f- frustrating know. to me is when, as an artist, you, you come in and you have like parts of your demos, you're like, oh, let's just use this. It sounds great. Right. Can't beat it. And then the audio engineer is like, oh, no, let's re-record that. And you're like, dude, and then it's worse. Right. I've had that. You're like, oh, man, we just wasted so much time. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah. So I think, I think yeah. yeah, you you get to a point as an artist where it's like a thin you line. just become more yeah. and more hands-on. Yeah, so that's kind of become the process for us. But we like recording especially any organic stuff like you know real drums you know we we've kind of made it a thing we use a lot of real drums i mean that's what we base yeah. we, we've tried to keep a rock band feel even though we really make pop music i would say yeah, um, it's like pop rock yeah 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 that's, alternative pop or pop rock you're in that, right, the cool. line you're in that kind of line like 
kind of like the main where they can just do whatever. Yeah, yeah actually, but it's pop. Day, it's yeah. like pop rock, but they just do whatever they want. Yeah, which I love is that. Fun. Yeah, we're, we're we've been excited that we haven't we haven't really put any limitations on ourselves genre wise, and I think on this album that we're working on now, that's going to become more and more apparent. That our our first EP, the Heaven versus Hollywood EP, is all fairly consistent sound wise. There's like a pretty a lot of same instrumentation. A lot of same yeah. instrumentation. And this new album is not that at all. No, yeah, like the new single, um, Nine to Midnight. Yeah, is like, like like '80s synth stuff right, in yeah. there. I love it. You have some like. Which is saying a lot because I you I hate '80s music. No, I'm, my I'm okay with that. But I really no, like some of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh no! Get out of no, here! No, get out! No, 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 no hate. <laughs> but you wouldn't expect it from us, right? Yeah. I was not ready. I was not ready for that. Like wow, they. You did it successfully, yeah. like where you moved somewhere else. We were able, I think we were able to use that sound and not have it be cheesy, which is, I mean, really I like cheese, do. that's why I like really 80s cool. music, but like, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's difficult to do that and have it not, not suck. But to be clear, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that our band has done that on purpose. Yeah. yeah. We, we haven't gone into it saying, oh, we want to just try everything because that's fun. I think it's just what the songs have become. I mean, that kind of is our band. So that one, that one... I read from, uh, I think it was the, on, how do you say that, magazine, uh, Onway, on I know on Jordan, Wii. the guy, yeah, right. love the guy, Yeah. Um, Onway, right, yeah, in that you guys talked about how you didn't, it was a totally different song, was that the one, was it like a totally oh, it different was, yeah, yeah, it that was. song started very differently, the night we first recorded that, well, first, excuse me, first, like, came up with the idea, there was that, the guitar line on the verse we had, and we had kind of the thing that is like kind super, of this Latin beat almost yeah but like yeah. the yeah it's like super prevalent in a lot of pop music now but yeah, we had that and we're like yeah that's 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 like a cool vibe we could work with that and then the the main chorus was like a bridge and that was what we had and that was and it sounded very very different and our whole idea for it was well, fairly the, yeah the funny thing is it ended up you know because the idea for it was to make something because because of some of those first like the, the beat that we had for it it was it was becoming this kind of we knew that we wanted this like disco dancey feel but underneath it all were these very kind of dark chords and yeah uh, so we kept talking about we use the word spooky a lot we use that word a lot in our music in general we okay, like that spooky, explains a lot spooky undertones <laughs> yeah with something yeah. I, I like when like happy and 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 not sad, happy and dark clash, because yeah. it makes this cool. kind of emotional fun thing. I like how you like. guys do that in the artwork too. Yeah, right. It's like it's totally yeah. the there's goal. a change of mood. Like you see the artwork and you're like, okay, this is gonna be different than that EP they did. Right. For no, sure. yeah. it was like, it and that was definitely it. a decision for sure. Like, but it's very purposeful then. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, on that song we kind of it, it builds up to this big dancey thing at the end. And we kept being like, man, we love that part and we love the bridge, but the the first section well, we, just wasn't quite. I don't even remember what we had at the time. I had like some slap bass part yeah, that I'd written on it. Funky was, almost. It was cool, but it, like it was not. It wasn't vibing right, and we could not figure it out. And then one day, these guys actually went. Zach and Sam, our guitar player, went out back to Oregon where we met to to do some demos and to write for a while. And Sam was like, hey, we like this part. Let's just have that be the part. <laughs> and it's it was just like, because it was the bridge yeah, yeah. thing that we had, and he was like, no, that's the... So it just became a song. Yeah, yeah. and that was, we're like, he was, he was right. Cool. It was Imagine right that, use the part that we like and make it the whole song. You ever heard a song like that, 
where it's like you hear like an intro or a bridge and you're like that's so cool and then you never hear it again and it's like a bummer right, it's a bummer yeah just use it it's for nice to do sometimes it makes you want to it is come back. it is right? <laughs> but yeah there's yeah. like this thing where it's like man I w- i've had that thought lots of times like where are I wish that was the whole song. And so we decided That's to actually cool. do it this time. <laughs> very cool. So you guys all, would you say that you're all very involved in the writing process, it sounds like? Yeah. It's like- yeah, I'd say that we are, which is really cool. And I think that's why, it, you know, it'll change. I think a lot of people will notice on this record, there's still many songs to come out and we can approach a, and I'm glad that we, we made this a point to be okay with not just sticking to one particular sound because we can approach like a almost like heavier we're really influenced especially me and Keith by heavy music and stuff okay, sweet. I want to talk you about know, that post hardcore music <laughs> and metal yes, music yeah. and, and, and being able to have that feel there and then sometimes going full blown like really like Sam grew up on more like folksy almost theatrical music and stuff and so you get even more like light hearted piano driven stuff and and so you'll hear some of that and then everything in between, really. So it's a fun it's a fun album that keeps you moving, but it doesn't feel it feels all tied together yeah, still. It doesn't which feel is really important to me. Still. Yeah. Cool. I, well I guess we'll let people decide. But yeah. to me To us at least. It makes sense in my head. We'll see if my head you makes guys sense like it, to anyone yeah. else. <laughs> and, me, and actually me and Keith were talking about yesterday that we're glad that for our first record we're making this a point that this is okay to do because some artists yeah you know they'll get signed by a record label and then they have to be what well, they yeah then did. if you if you gain a fan base off of like one song and or one you change, sound you, you make a destroyed. change you just like yeah you're like crucified it's like the yeah. worst thing i see these bands happen all the time yeah they would make one thing or like right. they release an ep just like as a side project even right. and people get so mad that it's like electronic influence even though all along they were totally capable and they're totally passionate about it I remember hearing an interview of Tyler Joseph from 21 Pilots talking about how after he made House of Gold that ukulele song he was like man I love this song but I really hope this song doesn't like blow up first because then he has to be the ukulele guy you know yeah it's true (laughs) so we don't want to be the ukulele guys but but love to the ukulele (laughs) no one likes those guys (laughs) (laughs) except all the people that do I don't know where they are I've never met them but they exist apparently no one likes the ukulele guys (laughs) all sarcasm here man cool well um, yeah so you guys have now you don't have a release date for the album at all yet, or no? We made just... that mistake on our first EP, <laughs> where we we set a date like when we first started recording it, and we announced that, and then we got to that day and it wasn't done. Right, <laughs> that was a mess. And like That's by that time, we we realized like a few months in advance, like this isn't gonna happen. <laughs> but that day still came, and we had some people messaging us, like, "Where's the album?" Or Which like, felt good that people like had in their calendar. Yeah, that's true. People were like waiting for it. That's yeah. cool. It's like no one knows. Usually, band's don't have to worry about that. I know. No, <laughs> we're looking at this fall. It's, it is important to us to set deadlines, and I think I'm I'm personally glad that we really pushed ourselves to get that EP done, that original EP done, because yeah. you know you have to. Yeah, especially when you start releasing music, like yeah. I feel like so many artists just take forever. Right. Yeah. And they get scared to release it. They're right. scared what people. They think. sit on stuff. They keep wanting to. I think a lot of people's problem is they, they're like, oh, this song isn't perfect yet. But what really happens is so they'll keep making changes on it and changes on it. But really, what happens is that at a certain point, the song's not getting better. It's just becoming different, you know. And so, I think we've been good at. We, you know, we fine tune things that are important to us, but then there's a certain point where it's like, it's okay that it's 
undone because this represents who we are right now and we're our heads are always moving towards the next project you know yeah, we yeah. write a lot and we're excited yeah. to work on the next project but uh so yeah this this fall um definitely no later than this fall we're we're actually gonna announce this is a little spoiler we're about to announce a tour that we're doing with another oh, band heck yeah kind of a more national tour in november that starts in november and our goal is to be done you know the album should be out before then so awesome so it's coming soon guys yeah very cool well we we don't have as many details as we'd like to announce yet yeah so we'll we'll keep it we'll keep y'all posted yeah. keep, get ready though <laughs> it's exciting very cool well the other thing i want to talk about um we'll start with you zach yeah so um i i'm always interested on in, like what artists kind of go into because like some people like grow up on a certain type of music but then they don't end up playing that type or but they incorporate it some way like so what kind of started you with music what were your favorite yeah. artists or got you into it um for me personally and I, i'm sure maybe we can bring this to like what is the band's general influence when we all come together at a certain point but for me personally um my first favorite music I think just circumstantially growing up in this time period it was Green Day and Blink-182 and My Chemical Romance Heck yeah some good answers yeah some, <laughs> some of these pop punk bands that yeah. you know early 2000s when I first kind of started getting to listen to my own music I remember going to Green Day's website and being able to watch the music videos you know like yeah, yeah. the American Idiot music video with like the goo coming down from the from the flag and everything that's awesome that was that was, that was my first favorite music so I've always had kind of a soft spot in my heart for punky rock kind of yeah like, but the, you know, those are very like all the, all those bands were really part of a kind of a, a new movement with yeah them. absolutely yep yeah and then it and then it moved into Coldplay really that was a huge like the, that's where the one pop for me comes, that's yeah. where the pop started coming into play and you know and then some of their contemporaries too you know at the same time but I moved to England when I was 10 in 2008 and that's when Viva La Vida came out. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I picked up with Coldplay and followed them like religiously ever since then. High school, I was influenced a lot by a lot of the hip hop that was coming out just because, you know, my friends. You and, can't get away from it when you're in high school. Right. Yeah, that's all they were saying. <laughs> I, I was huge into Drake and Kid Cudi and, and, you know, so there was some of that production. I think a lot of that production stuck with me though and things that I like. And ultimately, when we started this band, it became, I think I bring a lot of the pop end of things and the production, as far as like the way that we produce our songs, I think I bring a lot of that to the table. Yeah. And my vocal kind of has this, I can, I can really get into it. I can really get a little bit grungy and stuff. Yeah, it's, you do get like into head voice. Especially if you really come to like our shows. That. If yeah. you come to our shows, I think you'll realize people are surprised with how energetic how rocky it yeah. gets kind of like edgy it gets because i think our records come across a little more clean cut poppy but i think my vocal sits somewhere between being influenced by you know chris martin but then like you know billy joe armstrong and 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 even some of those heavier bands sleeping yeah. with sirens our our manager kellen yeah. quinn and so yeah that's 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 me personally cool yeah Next, let's go to let's go to Keith. I've got a serious case of musical ADD. My <laughs> <laughs> anyone who ever rides in the car with me hates it because I switch vibes so often. My wife can't stand it. But uh, I was initially raised on 
what could arguably be called classic rock. Some people would say it was too late for classic rock, but like Def Leppard and Bon Jovi and Journey were like yeah. the big three. I like learned to play drums to Journey's greatest hits album. That was like, what was, okay. that, that's how I learned drumming. It's a lot of the eighties rock. Yeah, that was like classic stuff. That was my that was my stuff, and then I remember I had. I was sort of camping with someone at one point and then the this guy, this older guy, had had told me I'd said something about liking the scorpions and he was like, You only like the scorpions because your dad likes the scorpions. I was like, No, they're good and he was like, One day you'll realize that you can like music that your parents don't like and that like kinda clicked for me and I started listening to I think the first the first band that like piqued my interest after that was like Breaking Benjamin. And Breaking Benjamin and the Dear Agony album was a really, really influential album on the way I drum. And then Incubus, and then started like going to festivals. What's your, what's your favorite Incubus album? Morning View. Thank you. We Morning were just Views. talking about this. Oh, Morning View yep. is oh. just like legendary. I yeah, I can't, I can't <laughs> say enough good things about Morning View. <laughs> I think people will hear that too on our oh, records. Man. They'll hear Keats really? influenced by... Jose Pacias is big yeah. for me. That guy's drumming is... It's always interesting enough that if you're like an instrumentalist, you can hear it and be like, whoa, that's cool what he just did. But it's always ripe for the song where if you're not a drummer or not an instrumentalist, you can still listen yeah. to the song and it still works. And I think that's really important. But then like after that, I started getting into like really heavy music for a while where it was like it was straight into like deathcore there for a minute. And I've kind of phased out of that a little bit where mostly it's like post-hardcore and prog stuff that I'll listen to on the metal side now. But then I went to college and I was a jazz major and then that was a time and I think that's still kind of a thing in jazz where hip hop really leaked into that with like when To Pimp a Butterfly came out and that was like really big for me and then I started listening to Stevie Wonder and Steely Dan's a big band for me and so I have a lot of influences and then my wife's a country fan so I listen to a lot of country with her too. Some of the incredible guitar players there and I remember when I met Keith, I had only heard about Keith and he was kind of still in his jazz snarky puppy phase. <laughs> and uh, I, I, from what I had heard is Keith was a jazz guy. You know, Keith reads music and he's a jazz guy. And I was like, oh, yeah. well, steer uh, that work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember meeting him and I think we first started talking about bands like Sleeping with Sirens. Yeah, I mean, we met in we Medford, in Oregon, Medford. which is where Kellen is from, and I remember we were like, really? "Well, you like heavier music?" And like, and I was like, "Heck yeah, man!" I remember I'd like going to Rockstar Mayhem Fest and stuff. It's like one of the craziest days of my life. That was like my first big festival I went. It was Avenged Sevenfold and Corn with the headliners. Are you serious? It was sick. <laughs> so I would not expect that. Like, it was <laughs> even from all the, it yeah. was so good. Corn is incredible live, yeah. but it was like, and there was this like Suicide Silence was there. So Keith has this cool, Keith has this cool ability that works so well for my taste too, and why it works so well is this ability to be very clever and musical from his jazz and hip hop kind of influence, but he can really rock out too. But what I appreciate the most about Keith as a drummer is that he comes, he's also a better guitar player than me and better piano (laughs) player than me. And he's, he's very musical. So it's more for him about what does the song need? And he'll switch hats. He's not prideful. He's not prideful about, you know, he'll play a four on the floor. Like he'll play the most like, you know, our song wave, it's like a surf rock groove and that's pretty much it for the majority of the song. But there's little moments where, you know, 
he'll do something really clever that most you know, people will never notice. No, but it helps. <laughs> and it's so, anyways. Very cool. Well, I notice it's. <laughs> Thanks. Very cool. Well, that, yeah, that brings me to the other thing I want to talk about was um, you guys' relationship with Kellen Quinn. Super yeah. cool. So he's he's your your manager for the yeah. Band, like, I think kind of technically he he doesn't. He's our pseudo manager. Yeah, I was gonna say. He's pseudo. more of a mentor. Yeah. yeah, because he he doesn't have really any intention of becoming a manager or a label or anything, and he's been clear about that. Um, we had an article recently come out with Alternative Press interviewed us, and that's kind of something that he talked about, and he explained it really well. Where really his goal is to be a mentor, where he helps us make good business decisions. His connections are our connections. He does have creative input, and he's been really helpful that way. Um, but yeah, he's just he's really helped open our eyes to making yeah. good decisions for our band and our business, and has been great. You know, he's been promoting us, and that's been helpful for sure because that dude is like a god in that scene. Yeah, he's a huge. He's person. got just the most loyal. Well, even following. even better for you guys, I think he's an excellent mentor because he's he's very successful, but he also has kind of gone through that thing we were talking about earlier where where you make a change in your music and 100%. Like you have to yeah. like learn how to... He went through the it. ringer there for a minute. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He got, yeah, like we, you said, crucified by fans yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. And it's really bad in that scene, I feel like, too, in some yeah. regards. Bring Me the Horizon. It bring Me the Horizon is the excellent got, example. Yeah, I'm a massive it. fan of Bring Me the Horizon. Me I just don't understand I just how saw people live. get so upset over their oh, the last like, three albums. Did you like the new... Did you like Ammo? I loved Ammo. I love Ammo. Thank you. Yeah, me and my band just love that album. That's a huge influence on our album. And it's like, yeah, it's just the, they they took, they they didn't do it, they didn't stick to any genre. I think that's... They just went straight dark. They're just like, how can I make emotionally dark music that's really like pop influence and let it kill it. Yeah. Yeah. And And I think that's been, the way way they organized their album has been a big influence on us. Yeah. We were, I was so excited when that came out. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. There's a lot of bands that have been doing that kind of thing, but I think they kind of were the ones that are starting and like nail it. Because it's some, it's sometimes, it's like, for me, I always see it this way. It's just like, when artists are trying to move into a new genre, sometimes they're not as good in that genre. Yeah. And they release stuff that's subpar in that genre. Whereas, that's where it's hard as a musician. You have to kind of have humility and be like, okay, I can't do pop that well. Right. It's really hard. Yeah, but... I think what's yeah. been helpful to us about Kellen and, and being being in this world is this is the thing. We're influenced by metal music, but we're not going to pretend like we're a metal band yeah, or yeah. whatever. Like, we're way too clean cut. We don't fit into that scene. Even as people, I don't think. Yeah. Like, we're pretty... You just you know, vibe yeah. it that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, but it's totally a, an aesthetic that we like. And, a, and, and what I like about, you know, working with Kellen and being part of that world and kind of being able to claim that world a little bit is... A, Really, our, our, our eyes are set on, you know, we feel like our music could be played alongside Billie Eilish and 21 Pilots and, you know, some of these really pop, these pop artists that kind of have don't have a home, man. Thing, yeah, that's you know? the place to be. Man. And that's, that's our goal. But it's cool. And I think the way to do that is it's coming from a, a certain scene, you know. Yeah. And so we allow ourselves to be perceived almost as, you know, this punk band, this punk influenced band. But really, from the beginning, we want to 
make it clear that like we're not trying to live inside any kind of genre lines. If we want to make a heavy song, we're gonna make a heavy song, and you're gonna hear that for sure. If we want to make a ukulele song, with these? we're gonna do it, and we did, and uh, we did no, both of those things. Yeah. On okay. Both those things are on <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. Buckle up, <laughs> and and it's gonna be good, no matter what, no matter what comes out. And it's I think the thing that's really gonna tie it together is, are we being honest with ourselves? You know, like the the music is exactly where we're at right now, what we're passionate about, and every single song on there, we're not, we're not allowing ourselves to put filler songs just because the song is cool. That's one of my biggest complaints with music in general is it's pretty easy to make a good song. It really yeah. is. Once especially you've been nowadays. doing music for, yeah, especially nowadays, you know, once you've been doing music for a while, you can put together a song that people want to listen to, but the songs that last are the right songs, like the songs that are, are passionate and they're honest, they come from like a real place and and you're not BSing yourself, like yeah. trying to pull something off that you're not capable of pulling off. And I think that we at least tried really hard to do that on our record. So I think that's something that's really important to me. And that kind of that wraps up my taste and my influence in music really well. Because I'll, I'll tell someone I'm into X band from X genre, and they'll ask me about this band from this genre. I'll be like, and there's something about that band that I can't do that I can do with this band or even certain songs from this band and it's been difficult for me to figure out for a while why I like some things and why I don't and I think I've finally been able to pinpoint it and it's exactly what Zach said it's honesty and it's passion that you can you can tell if an artist means what they're saying and you can tell if they can feel it and that's what I like in music. It doesn't matter what genre it is to me. If you, if yeah. it matters what they're saying, even if it doesn't matter to you, if it matters to them, I'm down with it. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I, I was like that because for the longest time, like growing up, I was very much into like the Coldplay and maybe some rock, um, a lot of like Jimmy World and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't until like much later, like mid college years, where I really got into even screaming like I got into yeah. some bands that started screaming I, I'm still very picky with it I don't like too much but like uh, Anthony Green from Circus Survive and Seosin it's just like I one day it just kind of clicked of like wow that's a really crazy emotion yeah, exactly. that I feel but I hadn't like oh. till now I never really like vibed with it but now I do and then you get it yeah, yeah. So and that's like, what's cool and that's why I'm really careful not yeah. to that's why I'm really careful not to shoot down certain artists yeah you gotta be careful because sometimes it, like, because I can tell like I, so I am willing to say like I don't I'm I don't understand like a lot of for me and I know me this is where me and Keith split for me I don't vibe with a lot of like R&B type stuff yeah because I don't get it I don't feel like I can relate to it but I can tell that there's real passion there and it's like at a certain maybe even at a certain point in my life that's Maybe you just haven't found the right sense. R&B yeah, yet. Right, because you know? I was the yeah, same yeah. way with screaming and stuff. That yeah, exactly. freaked me out when I was younger, and now I, I hated it. it until I heard uh, Saseo yes. Sin and Circa. And I was like, oh my gosh. That's, the thing, that's the thing with <laughs> screaming, where like, I'm, I'm really passionate about screaming. I think that's like, I think that's one of the most misunderstood art forms that we have. And obviously, obviously like, our music isn't screaming. That's not what we do. It's, but yeah, most of the, yeah, it, the emotion wouldn't really fit in yeah. to your songs, but that's but fine. Yeah. When, when people say they quote, don't like screamo, it's cut that, that feeling comes from a lack of understanding that they don't understand where that emotion's coming from or yeah. where or they haven't felt it before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think, think really that's it. And that's why I'm like, that's fine. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. I totally think it's just they haven't felt it yet. Yeah. Like, and, and then as soon as you, it, yeah, you get a certain point in your life and you're like, wow. When you hear I, it at the time that you feel it, all of a sudden it makes sense and you're like, oh, that's why, that's why this person feels this way. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Oh. And it might be that way for a lot of different types of genres. Yeah, like Instrumentation choices and stuff, but... That was like the easiest one for me to pinpoint. Yeah, no, that, yeah. I think that's because that's something that is really isolating for a lot of people. They either like like it or hate it, and I think yeah. there's a reason for that. But that permeates into all genres, and I think yep. most musical choices. Very cool. Well, um, I'm really excited to guys to have you guys play at the Rise. It's we're been a long we're time so coming. excited. We just got to walk through the venue, and we're yeah. so stoked. It's such a rad venue. It's gonna be it's, it's gonna, gonna be packed. Incredible. It's gonna be it will be packed. Crazy. It's gonna be good, it's gonna be a good time. If you're yeah, anywhere near here, you better be here. This may be this may be the last chance for anyone to see us here. Yeah, you were telling me that this year, at least in Utah County. Um, I think again going back to that tour that yeah, we just started finding out. out about in the fall. I think that band that we're opening for is stopping through Salt Lake City, but we're still trying to figure out exact details. But this show is really the one. This is like the local show to come and catch us, um, and we'll be playing a lot of the. A lot of new songs people haven't heard before. So. Really? Oh, that yeah. makes me excited. Very, yeah, very excited. It's going to be, yeah. if you're, if you hear this and you don't come, you're going to regret it. For sure. <laughs> it will be fun. Will be well, fun. the rubies are there, so. Yeah. No, if you don't see the rubies, you're crazy. You're insane. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. No, I, people, people need to turn up to shows. Yeah. People need to turn up. I, I remember... You know, growing up even in Provo back in high school, people used to show up to shows more often. That was that was even more. And I don't know if it's a part of our culture, or just society in general, but you know, people are okay with not showing up to stuff nowadays more and more yeah, and more. It's just harder to get people themselves. out of their Yeah, just get out, house, get out of their comfort Netflix, zone. Get off of Netflix. John Delaney has a great point. <laughs> he says it's he used to add a show and he says, I'm really proud of you guys for coming and coming to a thing anymore it's a lot easier not to do things <laughs> exactly <laughs> so true exactly yeah so come so, to this thing come to this thing it's gonna be huge we're very excited and we have lots of great shows and i'm really excited for this one um the last question i was gonna say um um basically you guys you guys haven't been around too long like you have one ep out mm-hmm. came out last year mm-hmm. yeah it's been like a year, year. Like, yeah. has it been a been about a year an entire year yet yep it's been a year. You have already been on AP Magazine. Yeah. You have a huge Spotify following and who knows how many more listens on other platforms. Yeah. yeah. You sell shows all the time. Big, of, like, your shows are huge. Yeah. What advice do you guys have to younger bands that are getting started? There's there's a lot of, like, like uh, the music scene here, especially in Utah Valley, is, like, I can totally tell it's growing. Maybe it's just I'm in the music scene doing like the venue and no, for, it's, but I feel for like it's it is. everywhere. That's what people want to what, do. What's your advice to a new band who has 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 great songs? Because we've already kind of talked about like that's the first step. Stuff, but yeah, you gotta have good songs. <laughs> yeah. After that, like what what kind of advice do you guys have? Unique advice you would give someone? I think the first thing to note is that we're by no means experts. Like we we're we're still broke. Like we're not, we're not, we're not doing a ton with this yet, yet. But we do have some insight. I think that is a, is helpful. Stay out of my way. 
Stay out of your way. <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> no. Uh, wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> no, honestly, no. This is this is good. Um, advice is don't don't do music. Don't promote your music unless you're willing to really do it. You know. I think that's part of the problem. There's there's too much noise in the world, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people would disagree with. Me. I might be in the minority about this opinion, but I'm. It really kind of upsets me to see how much music is put out without enough thought and feeling. Yeah, this and in kind of... my advice is, I, I believe there are so many people that might even be listening to this that really want it, and if you do, that's okay. Don't be ashamed. Like you can, you're allowed to but only do it if you really mean it and are willing to sacrifice to do it. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do. And so that's, that's the very first thing is make sure that you are completely committed to making sacrifices in your life to put yourself in a position to start a band or to write music for other people, whatever it is you want to do. That's where I would start. Um, our band, yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. And, and like Keith said, we're not we're not gonna front and try to pretend like we're bigger than we are, you know. But we're really proud of what we've been able to accomplish in just a year, and we can tell that it's yeah, growing. It's and we are sure that it's gonna work because we have four guys in our band that like will not let it not work, you know. And it's been hard. Like it's been a really bummer year in a lot of ways. And people might see like, oh, but you guys like work with Kellen Quinn and you have, you know, you have X amount of listeners or whatever. And it's, that's fun. But I can tell you like, there is a lot of I sacrifice not, music. Yeah. I, I've been reading alternative press magazine since I was like 12. <laughs> I did not think that the day I was in alt press that I would still like be having to ask someone to loan me money for lunch. Right. Yeah. And that's still, that's still the case, but yeah. it's, and it, it, I think exactly what Zach's saying is it has to be a sacrifice. If your music's going to be worth it, it's not going to be easy. But this thing, it will work. You're yeah. like, you are allowed to make it work. That's, that's like yeah. your decision and your decision alone. And, you know, I think the secret for us has been, we're so passionate about, there have been many, the way I look at it is there are many like breaking points that could break up a band or stop you from progressing where life is just a bummer and you know you want to just quit the band you want to stop and you just in those moments you have to just do something in your head that's like all right i'm gonna knock over this wall and like keep going in the dark for a little bit and it just keeps these stuff just keeps happening so it's really a matter of like just putting one foot in front of the other but like passionately being like willing to make i feel like so many people don't I think they're gonna have to make any sacrifice. They won't have to. It's just gonna be this cakewalk. Yeah. Or they their say song is that good and they're yes. that talented. Right. And it's like in some ways, I mean, some of the most amazing, amazingly successful artists weren't technically no. that talented. No. It's really nothing to do with it. It's more about the sacrifice, the emotions that you put forward, the the buzz that you create, and the the whole like like community you create behind your music so. exactly I think the last thing I'd say to that I'm just gonna throw in one more thing recently watched an interview from Tyler Joseph uh, from 21 Pilots and he said Common a lot chance. of people 
a lot of people say that they're working, they say that they're sacrificing, and you can make yourself busy and trick yourself into thinking yeah. you're working and trick yourself into doing things. But basically, if you're going to make this work, if you're going to make this music thing work, which like Zach said, you're allowed to, you should do if that's something you want to do, you have to do it. You can't, you can't let yourself think that this thing is in the way. This is too busy. This has got to be your priority. This has got to be your life. This is, this is it. Yeah, I agree. I also have one more thing. If this Go ahead. Too overloading. But I think that this is this is actually really important to me, and I feel pretty strongly about this. For me personally, I've always wanted to do music ever since I can remember, and I was always going to. There wasn't any other idea in my head. But I was really, really insecure about it. In particular, I was really insecure about my voice because I don't have. I'll be the first to admit I don't have a perfect voice. There's a lot that I'm not capable of as a singer. Yeah, it's really interesting. You never really saw yourself as no, no. I didn't. No, not really. I mean, I always, I always liked singing, but I didn't. I, I was really insecure about my voice and insecure about putting myself out there that way. Because I would, I would always look at you know these more like the more like perfect singers out there, and I had this idea in my head that like, oh, I'm not even close to being as talented as them, and therefore it's gonna be that much harder for me to make it yeah. work. But that's not how it works in music. Like, yeah. the, the so the most important thing I think that I would say to a lot of, especially like younger artists that are still just bare, I had a kid message me the other day that was like, I want, you know, I wanna do this band and he's only like 16 years old. But you know, he has all these insecurities and stuff. The thing is music is not about how talented you are. That's not, it's not about, for some reason that's become so synonymous with music is like talent and musical yeah. talent but we were just saying the other day the Beatles as far as like musicians and, and yeah, singers well, so we could go on this for a while they don't have, they don't have perfect voices <laughs> no. and they're not they don't shred on their instruments but they wrote some of the most legendary songs of all time and their voices are very recognizable they have their own thing I'm glad now I love my voice now I really do because I think that I've carved out my own sound i have my own thing and people when they hear a roseberg song they're gonna hear my voice yeah and they like you because of your difference you know you don't want to sound like perfect like everybody else you know so embrace that you sound different and never never compare yourself to other artists ever that's the biggest trap that you'll fall in so don't compare in any way just put your head down and then occasionally you know you'll come up and kind of look back and you'll be like, whoa, I passed up some of those people that I thought were so far ahead of me and then just go back down again. So. Yeah, it's not really about Keep a running. competition, really. It's, no, it's not a competition. It's, it, it's competition with yourself. Push yeah. it forward, but that's been it. Yep. Very cool. Well, well amazing advice. It's been a great interview. I'm, I'm so glad you guys came. And yeah, thanks, man. It's been a lot of fun, us. man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Very cool. We'll probably just stay here for another couple hours and yeah, talk we're about gonna, it. Yeah, we're just going to hang out in the studio. and stuff. And we'll turn off the mic so you guys don't hear <laughs> the conversations. We'll get real Just exclusive we'll get real market. market. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thanks so much for coming in. Right before we go, I like usually we like to um, include one of the artists' songs that they would like to air after the podcast ends. Cool. So people can maybe if they've never heard you, might be able to hear it right away. Could we throw on Nine to Midnight? Nine to Midnight. That's our newest track that just came out a few days ago. It's awesome. Cool. You should listen to it. So. Amazing. We'll put that on. So um, here you have it. Uh, Nine to Midnight by Roseberg.